Stop it. This is Talking Audio. What's going on, everybody? Welcome inside a Friday edition of the Talkin' Audio Podcast. We're playing a little time zone hopscotch here. As I was up late with the Leafs last night, it is up early this morning to jump ahead six hours where it is early afternoon in Italy where we connect with our buddy Lever Sage. What's happening, man? Time zone hopscotching. You know what there, Mr. Robinson? I am, like, super happy that you are accommodating, super happy that you're... Leafs won last night so that you can <laughs> you, you can at least be in a better mood. Oh, I told you the 15 to 19 or whatever the hell that you're talking about. It's 7 about. o'clock in the morning. You're going to open up by taking a run at me here? Yes. Yeah, it's like, Matt, it's the perfect time to take a run at you. I've been up for like eight hours. Uh, I'm ready to go. I'm flying to Portugal tonight. I joked like, with a couple of listeners last night watching the game that that I would be basically helpless today, right? You might be on your second or third vacation beer. I'm just rolling out of bed. People who know me would tell you at the best of times, I am not a chipper, sociable person in the morning. Um, So this is is the Lever Sage show more than it ever has been today. And and, and you know what? We are on a bit of a time limit. I apologize. And I do thank you. I'll, I'll say thank you at first because it will be taking runs at you (laughs) and basically it is going to be my show for the next 45 minutes but i will tell you i appreciate you working with me it's been very um sometimes it's been easy because i've just been in the same spot yeah this time not so much and there's some time limits and different things so i do appreciate you waking up early after a late night but let's get to a lot of things that have been going on I know you're going to ask me about the Dallas Cowboys. I've had three or four or five days. I'm still (laughs) pissed the bleep off. Yeah. So don't press me on that and let me at least get it out where I can explain it and try to convince myself that it's going to be okay before you start in me. Yeah. Um, There's that part. There's the part where I think the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to have a new head coach in three days. Um Yep. I'll tell you about I'll tell you about that, and then we also you know, the had Blacks, uh, yeah some Red Blacks news this week too. I man, know the Red They're, Blacks have made some moves, but more importantly, what's this last on? week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. More importantly, <laughs> yeah. Um, this last week has been like you, you. It's just for people who know me, it's me. Like it's just what would happen to me, but. I'll start it off by going back to, and what is today? Today is the 19th. 19th. So it would have been a week ago today, I want to say. Yes. It's time to leave Sicily, and it's time to get to the mainland, um, and time to do some things, a couple of like things along the way before leaving the country. Right. It's, it's like, okay – the, the long period of relaxing time in Sicily is over. Now it's going to be a little bit hectic for the next, you know, four or five days before you leave the country. But that's kind of what you got to do. That's, hey, that's – and I'll try and explain it. I explained this to you. I did go on This Is Wrestling uh, and explain it. But I'm telling you, Matt, when I, when, when I say that I don't know that I've been in the situation where – 
my heart has been racing more than it was uh, last Friday. And it would have been, yeah, I mean, a week ago, around a little bit before this in the morning for me. Um, so what happened is drove to the ferry and, you know, it's just a quick, like anyone who's been to Vancouver Island, whatever, you drive your car on the ferry. It's a, about a 20, 25 minute ride. And then you're at the mainland and you drive off. Simple. Right. For most people. Well, yeah. Uh, got on was the last car on which actually comes back to be the, one of the most thankful points of this whole story. The last car on and you know, you get out, there's a, you go upstairs, there's a cafeteria, you got a cappuccino, you're rolling, you're feeling good. You're looking out, you go to the bathroom, you get back in your car and you drive off. Like that's, that's all you have time for. Mm -hmm. So did exactly that. Got back in the car. Everything's good. Like, okay, it'll be about five minutes until we're off the ferry and time to go. Well, we went and probably drove. And this is the day that I was going to see. And for those who would know me, you'll really laugh at this. So I have my uncle gave me a shirt, not very many Versages left uh, in the world. And so uh, my uncle gave me a shirt that they had made up. And it said, if you're not a Versage, sorry about your luck. <laughs> and I, I, I have really, I don't wear it. But I brought it on the trip because at one point, and last Friday was the day I was going to this little tiny town called Delianova, which is in the mountains in Calabria in the south of Italy, probably about an hour off the ferry. And when I say an hour off the ferry, I mean like 35 kilometers, yes. but, but like 35 <laughs> winding up the mountain. Oh my God, there's a car coming. We're going to crash. Like, I can't believe this hairpin turn. Oh my God, look at that view. Holy crap. Get your eyes back on the road. That kind of drive. Well, about halfway in this drive, I look around and I don't have my, I guess what I would call a pouch. Mm -mm. Um, zippy. Yeah, I don't wear it. Like <laughs> I wear it around my shoulder, but yes, a fanny pack for lack of a better description. In the fanny pack is my passport, mm -hmm. my, my wallet, mm -hmm. my credit card, my envelope with extra money that I keep outside of my, my wallet. My entire traveling life. The only thing that I have are my car keys and my phone. <laughs> Okay, now it's like, check the car three times, can't find it, where did you have it last, have no idea, I know I had it on the ferry. I didn't buy anything on the ferry, but I remember having it like attached to my body. Right. Now, I don't remember taking it off to pay for anything, because I didn't buy anything, and I went to the bathroom, I probably wouldn't have even taken off that, I'm very protective of it, your whole life is in yep. there. So I have, it's one of those, I know I had it on the ferry. I didn't take it off and I, oh, I left it on the bar of the cafeteria. I left it on the couch. I, I don't remember leaving it anywhere. Right. And so, but I know I had it on the ferry. So now I have to turn because of this. And for people who have traveled, they know that, you know, this phone is on an eSIM. I can't get calls or texts. I have to go through applications like FaceTime or WhatsApp or sure. whatever. 
And so to turn the phone on, there's a roaming charge of $16 a day. Now, $16 is a very, very, very small amount when it comes to I don't have my bleeping passport. Right. So I turned it on, but then not realizing, okay, now I'm calling the ferry as I'm driving back through the mountains to try and drive back to the ferry, but I'm getting automated responses that are all in Italian and in, in Sicily, especially in Sicily, especially like you can go to Rome. I, I kind of see it like you can go to Gatineau. Yeah. Um, most people speak French, but if you're talking English, they can understand you. Right. In Sicily, not so much. No. Like, you got to find somebody that really understands English because it's one of every five or six people and all this automated stuff on the phone. I have no idea. I can't, I'm, my heart's going a million miles an hour. I have, I don't know what to do. I'm trying to phone and drive. I think I drove now the speed limit here is 130 on the highway. Um, sure. When the highways I, are death defying like that, you'd want to crank up the speed limit. A little well, bit. no, that, those are on the roads to the mountains, <laughs> like the actual nice toll highways. Right. It's like 130. And when I'm going 130, there are some people that are blowing, blowing by. past. <laughs> yeah. Like and never anybody pulled over, which I've never seen someone pulled over here in Italy in my life. Yeah. But regardless on that trip, I was the person blowing past people get, <laughs> trying to get back to the ferry. And at one point, I don't even want to tell you what I got the car up to, to like, to get back there. Yeah. But it was, it was in the 17180 range. <laughs> okay. Because I don't know what to do other than go back and like try to find somebody, get back to the first person no English and basically not, I'm not interested in helping you. And right. the, like this panic stricken on my face. Well, you are yeah, describing like the North American guy's nightmare of like, right. not only have I lost my ability to get home, my money, my whatever, no one here can communicate with me. No one can help me to even get me started on like, this is the nightmare. This is correct. <laughs> and this is what I'm Trying to calm down because you don't make good decisions. I don't make good decisions anyway, but to be able to make a good decision and not like, okay, calm down and try to understand what you need to do to fix this. But the first person, no help. But if trying to get onto the ferry system there, there's like three different stages of like, you have to go and you have to buy your ticket and then you drive up and then someone scans your ticket a kilometer away and then you drive like another kilometer and you get in this line. And <laughs> so I got to the second stage after the first person didn't help me. I'm like, I'm not buying another ticket, but I, I can't buy another ticket. Um, <laughs> I have no ability to purchase anything so at the moment. I've lost this. I'm going to talk to the next person. The next person was like, yeah, I basically you need to go talk to the next person. That's all I really got. And then by the third person, he at least understood, and he's like near the ferry. But the other thing you have to understand is that there's about three or four different ferry companies. Right. But it's basically, you don't get to pick and choose. It's like whatever one is there yeah. is the one that you're getting yeah. on. Which boat it is even arriving now. But if the next boat, it's a different company, then yep. you get on that one. Yep. It's like the same price, but different companies. Yep. So I got to try to explain to this person with my ticket that I do have 
that I was on this ferry. It was blue and yellow. It was at this time that says on the ticket. And when I finally got this information to the guy, he's like, okay, okay, I call the ferry. And when he called that like three or four minutes, I was like, uh, I'm telling you, I basically broke down. Like it was like, if, if this guy tells me nothing, I'm going to go talk to the next person, but I have no I idea what to do. Yeah. Like I have no idea what to do next. I literally don't know. And then this guy comes back and he just like very, very matter of factly. Like, I mean, just gives me a thumbs up, no smile, no nothing. <laughs> and I'm like, what does this mean? Like, what you, I am dying. Here. Yeah. Like, tell me what this means. And so I go up to him and he's like, no, no, no. And I apologize because I'm talking like sometimes they – and I'm not trying to – Doing your best Italian accent. Here. Yeah, no, but I'm not trying to like make fun or do no, anything. No. I'm just trying to like talk in, in a way of like how they were talking to me because they – it's not their fault that they don't speak English. It's my fault right now that I don't speak Italian. Right. So like it, I, I'm quite clear on that. Like the fact that this person – and his name was Giuseppe who helped me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, li- li- I'm telling you, everyone in Italy is named Antonio or Giuseppe. <laughs> That's like, or, or Johnny. Right. Like, sure. Gianni. Like, yeah. th- those are the three names for men, and that's it. Like, <laughs> it's like it, I would just walk into the mall. Is Antonio here? Uh, I swear, like, the half the mall would come. <laughs> but so, anyway, he very, very, he's like, no, no, captain, he has it. I'm like, the captain has it? My, my, my approach? Yeah. And the, the, he's not explaining it. No. It's just, yeah, no, captain, he has it. Yeah. Okay, what do I do? Yeah. Like, what, how, I would how, like to how have do, it. How do I get how it how from captain get to me? <laughs> yeah, he's like, the ferry comes back in 10 minutes. Wow. I'm like, okay, so then I get there, and then the, another guy comes on, and he's like, I'm the guy who found it. And so basically what happened was I got back in the car, ready to go. I took the pouch off inside the car, but like two minutes before I was going and I went, I guess I got out of the car to get something in the trunk or fix something in the trunk and got back in. Meanwhile, it fell out onto the ground. Right. And I got back in the car and either didn't see it or it fell out to the ground when I got back into the car. Either way, it's sitting on, you know, kind of where all the cars on the deck, are. Yeah. Now, very fortunately, we were the last car and nobody like ran over it or <laughs> had a chance to see it except for people working there. And so somebody picked it up and took it up to the captain. And um, I at least had a picture of, you know, when you travel, you should. And I'm telling you, if you travel, at least take a picture of your passport, take a picture of your birth certificate, take a picture of your credit card if you need it and keep it in your photos just as like maybe give it to somebody else so that at least on my phone, I had proof that this was me. They believed me because I was panic stricken. This guy's crying and and sweating in front of us. It's probably real. And we found a pouch and this guy's losing his mind that he lost the pouch. Like it, nobody else is... Yeah, nobody else is coming back and, um, you know, but they checked it and went through it and the guy brings me upstairs and the first guy is like, so, um, 
all the money, some money in that, but not all the money. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, I, ta- I take some as fee. I'm like, honestly, you can have it all. As long as you give me my passport and credit card, I don't care what you do. I'm admitting like, to robbing you. Like literally have the money that's in that. Um, and no, no, no. And so anyway, it all worked out. Get it back. I go downstairs and the last guy off the boat says to me, you remember, and I'm sorry I'm doing the Italian accent again, but I'm, I'm talking like that all trip. So, but he's like, you remember Sicily, known for mafia, but should be known for friendly. Hmm. And, I'm, and I'm like, yes, <laughs> Sicily, always friendly with me. Yeah. Always, always. Um, it was about a two and a half hour um, hell, but everything was returned Everything got back in my hands like it was left. And, um, yeah. So on the day, and my my uncle, who basically, for anyone who would ever know him, walks around telling everyone there's a black cloud over him and no matter what bad luck could come, that luck will hit him. <laughs> um, on the day I was supposed to go and see my family's town from the late 1800s with the Versage Sorry About Your Luck t-shirt on. This happens right before I'm going there. Sorry about your luck. Yeah. 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 And so anyway, uh, all is all was well, except for it took me a while. And um, I think when you're traveling with people and you're putting them through stress too, it's very difficult. Yeah. Um, and you have to understand that as well. So I drove to Delianova after that. And when, and I mean this, Matt, there wasn't this little tiny town at the top of a mountain. There wasn't one thing open, like not a (laughs) store, not a cafe, not a pharmacy, not a office. Nothing was open. Um, took a picture at the sign. And said, it's time to go. <laughs> because that's all I could, that's all I could do. And that was. It's quite a daily. Yeah, that was last Friday. And then two days later, when people asked me about the stress of watching the Cowboys, I said it was worse. No. Um, yeah, I was going to say, uh, just when your faith in humanity has been restored, getting your everything yeah. back, the Cowboys do Cowboys things. So, yeah, so that was two days later. Yeah. And maybe you can, if you want to ask me about that. But anyway, that was the beginning. Since then, it's been sort of back up to um, a town on, on a beach close to Rome for a couple of days. And then Tuscany for three days in the hills, uh, winemaking, went to the place. I don't know if you or any of your listeners are Twilight fans. I am not. Me neither. I, I, don't, I don't know anything about Twilight. Right. But um, the second Twilight movie, I want to say that it's called New Moon, um, was filmed in this little tiny town called Multipachano um, in Tuscany. What And... I mean, when I tell you that it's everything that you would think of a small Italian village that kind of looks like you're in Harry Potter world, <laughs> but you're going on these streets and it's on the, the cities on top of a mountain. That's not a city. It's a village uh, on top of a mountain. And we uh, did an underground wine cellar tour 
that was like the craziest thing I've ever seen. And um, I'm not a wine drinker. And it was just like these caverns and caves kept going and going. <laughs> uh, are we ever getting upstairs? I don't know. But uh, yeah, like just, and then the, the people there, just blissful, blissful people and uh, wine country, rolling hills and all that stuff, like crazy. And now I'm back in Rome and going to be flying out to Portugal in a few hours. So uh, go ahead. Ask me about the Cowboys and the Leafs and, <laughs> and what, the Red Blacks and anything else. So thank you for letting me at least vent and talk. It feels better getting it out knowing that I'm okay here on the other side. But you're right. It is a, it's a nightmare. I didn't, I'm not a, a fearful traveler. Right. So I don't get necessarily scared of things like that. It wasn't a worry for me. And I know as klutzy as I am, I'm very careful about that kind of stuff. And for this to happen and for me to go through that, it was like nothing I've experienced because it's like, how, how am I even going to get home? Like, yeah. I, I don't even know how I'm going to, because all I could think about was like, I guess I can squibble up enough money to put into the car so I can get to the embassy in Rome and try to explain to somebody that I need to go home without my passport. Like, that's all I could think about. Yeah. No, right? I, I don't even know where you start, like you said. And, and the language barrier is a whole other thing. Like, the these the, the on-hold things or, or the automated messages on the phone yeah. and all of it, it's just, it would just be melting me down further and further. As And as you said, you're traveling with someone, they're sitting beside you probably irritated that any of this is happening and now your stress is becoming their stress like every part of this is just how to ruin oh. a vacation in 90 minutes right like yeah no <laughs> for sure and you you try and calm down knowing that the other people and there yes there's irritation but they're also thinking how the hell is he going to get home yeah and now i'm going to have to go through maybe days of trying to like it just becomes all encompassing yep and I, and I think, you know, I'll, I'll just never forget. And I did, um, I made Giuseppe get out of, of the little booth that he was in and gave him a big hug, which he was uncomfortable with. And I didn't care. Um, I didn't care. <laughs> and so, you know, I very much thank the captain and all of the thing, but Anyway, it was it was something. Go ahead. I, I, well, I've I, talked a lot here. That's all right, man. This is this is why we're checking in. People want to hear how it's going over there. And uh, but uh, I hear did, about the Cowboys. They I did. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did get some messages. I passed on a couple of them to you. All of it in the nature of, oh man, I bet Lee's not enjoying this. Can't wait to hear what Lee has to say about this. We got yeah. a few of those. Um, yeah. We are, what, now a day away as we record this from the divisional round of the playoffs, but we do have to look back briefly on on Packers-Cowboys, mm -hmm. man, because it was not a particularly close matchup. You did say when we teed it up a week ago that you didn't like the matchup. Out of all the available opponents, this was the one you would have wanted least, and man, you uh, you may have been on to something there. It did not go well. What, did, uh, what happened? Okay, so again, let me paint the picture of now, this is two days removed from all of this stuff happening. Supposed to be at, well, are at a beach hotel um, 
really nice hotel, but nowhere to go and watch a game or anything else. So drawing this up on the iPad at starting at 1030 at night, my time. And um, again, understanding. So did you stay up for all of it? Of course, but understanding the stress that I've already caused. Yes. Two two days ago. Yep. Um, sitting here inside because I couldn't really get the Wi-Fi if I left the room because it was <laughs> if I left the room it was one of these kind of weird tucked in rooms that if you went outside the there's a garden there but you take eight steps up and you're on the beach right. Um, so if you go out there the Wi-Fi is gone right. Um, and I needed the Wi-Fi to watch it. So now I'm sitting in this room at 10.30 at night trying not to be as stressed out as I was two days ago, <laughs> right? Yeah. In front of somebody else who doesn't give a crap. Right. And all they, all they want is the Cowboys to win so that I'm fine. Yes. Right? Like they don't – See, you resume matter. being a reasonable traveling companion. <laughs> yes. And knowing that if they lose, it's just going to be worse. <laughs> Okay, so just keep that in mind as this starts at 10.30 at night, yeah. and I'm trying to be calm. Um, what happened was, and I'm not, Matt, I don't mean this, I really don't, as like, I told you so, but I did kind of spell out, and people can just go back and listen to the last time I was on, mm-hmm. I, I spelled out about three or four things that I thought if they happened, this team is in big, big trouble because their defense is not as good when they're playing from behind, they give up big chunks. Um, and all of the things that I said about the Cowboys offense and being, yeah, they score a lot of points, but they like to work the clock and they're, they do so from ahead. And when, if they're tied or behind, it's a different team. And there's so much pressure on Prescott and McCarthy and this role. And they're not talking about it, but there is. And it's just like all of it happened in the first half. And, I'm glad I still have an iPad. I almost, <laughs> I no, I was trying to be very calm and trying to just. Well, let like, me ask you this because uh, game one last year, well, just let me interrupt you for a sec. Game one last year, Leafs Lightning, the Lightning stomped the Leafs, if you recall. It's like 7 2 or something like that. I am not a yell and curse and whatever. I am a seething, quiet, like just. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to hear from anybody. I'm furious at the world that this is happening again. But I think in your situation, other people in the room would have been able to sleep or ignore me or whatever. But other people curse and oh my God and whatever. Like what kind, as you are trying not to piss off or stress out your traveling companion, what is your, is it quiet seething or is it over the top rage? So it's actually a little bit of both. It, it's it's mostly I would say ninety percent seething. Okay, but but underneath, and when bad things happen, there's just one loud, quick, two second <laughs> outburst. Okay. of a word that I'm not going to, you know, people use in everyday language, but it's sure. a swear word and. Um, I might say it really, really loudly, and then I'm done. <laughs> okay. But, like, then I go back to seething. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just that one in the moment where it happens, and in that moment, the specific moment where I knew that the game was over, and I, as a fan, I've been in this spot a lot, and I know that other sports fans have as well. 
when your team in a big spot, big moment gets down, you know that they're in trouble, but you actually know in the back of your mind that it's possible that they can come back sure. if, if they just don't do anything more stupid next. Yeah, it's you like cling to the, a little hope here, yeah. If the, if the Leafs in a game seven get down 2 nothing in the second period, yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a mountain to try and come back and win this game. It's not impossible, but don't give up the third one. Or I guess 3 yeah. nothing is the new 2 nothing. It's sure. like don't, don't give up the fourth one. Right. Like whatever you do, I don't even care if you score in the next three minutes, don't give up the fourth one. Right. And when Dak Prescott threw the pick six, <laughs> it was 20 to nothing at that time, but they were driving. Yeah. And all I could think about was, okay, they're driving. If they score here... They don't let Green Bay score again. They get the ball at the second half. Sure. And if they go, if they go down and score, yep. you're looking at 20 to 14 with like 10 minutes to go in the third quarter. So that's possible that that could happen. Mm-hmm. When he threw the pick six and it's 27 nothing, um, there was about a five second scream <laughs> and, and then seething, but then this complacency coming and going, it's over. Yeah. Like, like they're not coming back and this, all of this meltdown, they've now let get out of control, and it's it's the game is over. And there was no more swearing after that. There was no more. Yeah, you're seeding. resigned to what's happening. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, and I want to tell you, resigned goes both ways. I was resigned that they were losing. I was also resigned when you know they scored twenty seven seven. Then they get the ball and they score. It's twenty seven fourteen or like. Mm-hmm. It was there was nothing in me that told me that they were winning that football game. Nothing. Right. Like there wasn't even a glimmer of hope when they were started to come back. So anyway, it was it was the first half of like every fear you could ever have for your team happening. And then the second half, I stayed up for it, but I never thought they were winning. I don't care that they put points up at the end. I, I literally no, it was all it irrelevant did, at that point. No, it just didn't matter. Yeah. Um and it was just a, a a complete meltdown, and so it was it was a hard hard thing to to deal with. And I'm very thankful that you know a bunch of people who know usually how to get get a hold of me don't know how to get a hold of me. Um, and An most of the people, away. most of the people that I was communicating with during the game. We're also Cowboy fans. Now, I had a few people that are Packer fans that that I know that know how to get a hold of me. And a couple of the jerks did, and that's fine. But that's how sports I go. only sent you the one message. I think it was at halftime or whatever. And oh, that's – and you weren't being a jerk. No, I just said, oh, my God, it's happening. And all I got from you was, yes. <laughs> and then I said, I'm going to leave him alone because I yeah. just said, I know what he's going through right now. I am that guy. I don't want people bugging me either. So I just yeah, let it no, go. So – yeah. so, the answer is like right away. I'm like, okay, well, Mike McCarthy's going to be fired, and we're going to have a new coach, and we're probably going to have a whole new system, and we might have a new quarterback. I'm not sure what they can do, but all of that's going to happen. That's my initial reaction. Yeah. But as and I'm not reading anything along the way. Like I'm also that guy that when my team loses, I don't I'm read. Yeah. I don't. And and that was the hard part about doing sports radio was that you have to. Yep. do all of those things the next Monday day. morning people care and I got to talk about it yeah but when you don't have to do it yeah I I didn't read or watch or I'm like literally okay I'm now I'm on a beach in Italy 
I, whatever. Like I'm not reading. I didn't see one thing. Right. I only found out a couple days ago that there was going to be a meeting to see if Mike McCarthy was going to stay. And then I found out that he was going to stay. Yeah. So as I was trying to deal with that along the way, it became, uh, I don't know how you feel when the Leafs lose in the playoffs and you like, you can't completely blow it up because you still have this and this and this. Yep. And, and I think I actually convinced myself that even if Bill Belichick at the time was available and that's the guy that you wanted to bring in, that having a new coach, understand that Dak Prescott learned a new system this year from the previous system under Kellen Moore two years ago. And now it was Mike McCarthy's system, Mike McCarthy's plays, all of those things. And it also led to him being, and I understand, especially what would happen in the playoffs, he's not going to win the MVP, but he was at least in the talk of MVP consideration mm -hmm. for the year that he had. If you fire the coach and bring in a new coach and a new offensive coordinator, it's now the third new system in three years. And is that guy going to still be like the ace, the guy that's learned, the guy that can take your team yeah, to the a lot of risk there, over yeah. the top? There's a ton of risk. And I came to the conclusion before I heard that they were keeping Mike McCarthy that I think they should keep him. And I think they need to run it back with Dak and Mike McCarthy and a whole, and some other people that they obviously need to make some changes. And I think a retooling as opposed to uh, a complete, you know, yeah, uh, I think is the right answer. I really, I believe that, but I also believe that Dak Prescott can be more like the guy in the regular season than he was in the playoffs. And every Leaf fan ever will go, yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, wait for it the next year. And I wait for it the next year like an idiot thinking <laughs> that it's going to be different. And you, Matt, I want you to understand how hard this is for me because I love laughing at Leaf fan in the playoffs. Yeah. I love it. It brings me joy to know that this team will absolutely screw this pile crap up and they will find a different way to do it and then i cheer for a team in the nfl that i bleed for that i literally love more than anything that is the exact same that thing. is the comparison in the leagues right no, and it's the true. size of the markets the notoriety of it the playoff failure like everything about it is everything yeah <laughs> everything and i know that and i i but in my heart it's like no i I actually think they have good – like if this team was shitty and they were like, you know, yeah. 5 and 12, right. I could go, okay, but they're not. No. They're, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're good. Yeah. <laughs> but, they, but they find a way to screw it up when it matters most. And I don't know what the answer is to fix that. But I do know that if you fired – like Dak Prescott's got such a big contract. I don't know what you would do with it right now. If you fired the coach and brought a new coach, a new coordinator, and told me that Dak was going to learn the system and it would, he'd go through some bumps next year and maybe finish at like 10 and 7 and make the playoffs, but don't worry, it's going to be different come playoff time. I don't know that with a Bill Belichick or the newest head coach on the block or Mike McCarthy, I don't know that it's going to be different for Dak Prescott in the playoffs. I don't know the answer. Yeah. I want to believe yeah. that every that that things can be different, but I don't know it, and I I, I don't know what to do about it.
I don't know. Like <laughs> Dak Prescott's the guy. You can't trade him. Like who who's coming in? Like does Trey Lance get if Dak Prescott struggles next year? Do you bring Trey Lance and just say, hey, maybe give him the ball? Maybe, but. Do I think the Dallas Cowboys are winning a Super Bowl if they bring Trey Lance in in the middle of the year? Probably not. Right. So, I, I don't know. I think you go back with those guys and you, you try and just figure it try out. Try it again. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just, I guess I'm despondent at the fact that I have no answers. And my heart tells me that this is, you can't blow it up. Because if you blow it up, you're just going to be worse. And if this is the big four you, argument, this is the Leafs thing, right? We can yes. trade what, but for what? And who's going to take that contract? And right now, and this and that, and you're like, I don't know. Maybe you just do do it again. Maybe you just try it again next year and hope the the, the coin comes up on the other side, man. It is. Yes. it's a mind fuck. It is. Yes, <laughs> and that's where I am. And the only thing, and I tell you, and I've waited this long to bring it up because you know everything about me is Cowboys. Yep. Okay, yep. and I I don't care what other teams are doing what. The Cowboys lose, like, that's it. But just, I didn't even watch, I didn't know. But when I found out and then went back and watched the highlights of that goddamn team in green and gray getting their blatant ass kicked by the Tampa Bay goddamn Buccaneers (laughs) and Nick Sirianni, who doesn't, thinks he's God's gift to the world, watch his team crumble in front of him and underneath him, and he might not have a job, at least the 0.01%. Hey, Eagles fan, suck it. Your team sucks. Okay? They suck. And you can say all you want about the Cowboys and how they fail every time, and they do. I know that, and I have to live with it. But your team, they suck. So, Eagles fans, when you told me that this would be fixed and you told me Nick Sirianni was a good coach when I knew he wasn't and you, you literally lived off this stupid Super Bowl run making it to the final that you had, you actually are crappy and you're shitty and suck it, okay? Because you're awful. Thank you. Uh, we've only got a couple minutes left with you here, but I do. so I do want to move you on to the uh, yeah. to get your reaction on the Red Blacks. Uh, big day yeah. on Thursday as they announced uh, first that they had re-signed Braylon Addison. Uh, yeah. Then they managed to lock up Dominic uh, Dominic Grimes, who had just been cut by the BC Lions over, uh, you know, a, apparently a salary cut. And then our buddy AJ tweets out that uh, he hears there's one more piece of news coming, and it's not too long after that that Drew Brown is announced to have been uh, traded from the Winnipeg Blue Bombers to the Red Blacks. Now, there was all kinds of speculation. I think most people thought Drew Brown would be the target in free agency when it opens. Uh, the Red Blacks go ahead, send over a fifth-round pick to Winnipeg to not wait, to not risk anything, just get it done. Uh, the expectation is that he will sign, and uh, and at least uh, he'll be right there with Dustin Crum to battle now with that uh, for that number one spot. But it was a fairly big day um, as they made it clear they wanted to uh, to make some big moves this offseason and try and get things turned around. Um, I know you're an ocean away. I'm not sure how much time you've had to, to think about it, mm-hmm. but uh, what do you make of the moves that the Red Blacks made on Thursday? So, no, I have, um, and I, I still follow it quite closely. Uh, so the moves are Braylon Addison. He wasn't healthy last year. I hope he can get back to the form that he proved that he once was. Yeah, look better late he, in the year. Yeah. Until he actually gets back to that consistency over a year. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know the answer. I think he's got the potential, but I also know how long it took him and, and those type of injuries that he had. I know he's got a real positive attitude and wants it. Mm-hmm. It's just whether his knee will allow that to happen. I hope it can, but it's a chance. I'm not really, okay, great. You took a 
chance that he can be better than he was and that he'll get back to his form. It's a reasonable gamble. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's a reasonable gamble either way. I'm not like it doesn't kind of move the needle for me. Mm-hmm. Dominique Dominique Rhymes, he moves the needle for me a little bit more, but I also know that every red black receiver that's come into this team in the last four or five years, people want to crap on the receivers. And it's like, okay, we don't have a deep threat. We don't have this. We don't have that. Well, what we don't have, if you're a fan, is an offensive line or a quarterback that either allows the quarterback to get the ball down the field right. to these receivers or a quarterback that actually has enough experience to know where the receivers are going to be down the field and can buy himself enough time to be able to do that. And without the offensive line and the quarterback, the receivers have no chance. So Dominic Grimes is a good signing, I think. He knows Ottawa. He knows the Lives here in the offseason. He, he, he likes yeah. the market, yeah. No, he likes it here. He's a good receiver. And you know what? He basically told the Red Blacks he was a good receiver. They didn't believe in him, and he went to BC and proved it. But Yeah, he BC followed also, Rick Campbell out there, yeah. Yeah, BC also proved that they had the yes. ability to run an offense to allow their receivers to get downfield to make plays. Yep. Ottawa does not have that, and until I see it, I don't believe it. So while I think Dominique Grimes is a good signing, I don't care how many receivers you bring in until you tell me that you have an offensive line that can protect the quarterback and you have a quarterback that can actually get the ball down the field consistently. Mm-hmm. I don't care who you bring in at wide receiver. So both of those guys, I really hope it works out. And I think they're reasonable gambles. But the Drew Brown one, to me, is like, I don't know what else Sean Burke could have done uh, to bring in somebody else that really would challenge. I think, you know, you're going to have, you have Dustin Crum, who's got that year of experience. He's going to be a lot better when he's studying now, when he's training camp and all that. He's going to be a lot better than what he was last year. Drew Brown's been the backup for a while looking for that shot. He finally gets a shot. I don't know what's happening still with Masoli. I I know that... Yeah, they renegotiated that deal. He's going to come around and sort of, you know, hope if he gets back up and going, hey, that's a bonus. But I think they're, as much as anything, happy to just have him around the guys, almost like a a pseudo coach, right? No, I agree. But you also have to... That's great for us to say. But what is inside the athlete after being two years on the two years on the sidelines with like, I used to have the talent and I want to be there. Like I'm not just a coach. No, no, I I think they're going to give him a chance, but yeah, no, the fire is, I'm just telling you the fire inside of that guy will, will make him at least push those other guys and the competition. And honestly, that's all Sean Burke can really do. He brought in another talented guy in Drew Brown that deserves a shot. Yeah, I like that. If that's who you targeted, like if you decided this is the guy that we think out of the guys who are available that can help us the most, I like that they just go get it done. Just give something up. Make sure you get the guy. Make sure this doesn't, you know, get crazy when you get into the uh, the legal tampering period on the third and all of that kind of stuff. Just go get him. And they did that. And I I appreciate that. I, we'll see if they're right. We'll see if he's the guy and what he might be able to do. But if you've decided that's your guy, Make the move. Be decisive. Go get it done. And they did. So I, I respect yeah. that. Yeah. I, again, and I think with three of those guys coming at it from three completely different angles where Dustin Crumb's the young guy that got a year of experience, how much better can he be? Mm-hmm. Jeremiah Masoli has been the experienced guy, two years on the sidelines with injuries, desperately wants to get back, but can he? Drew Brown, he's been behind the, you know, the quarterback of the last three or four years in the yep. CFL. 
And now he wants a shot desperately. Can he step up when it matters most? you got three guys coming in at three different angles, all looking to prove themselves to be the number one guy. And I'm telling you right now, I know it matters, but so wide receivers matter. You have to have them. The quarterback obviously matters. I don't know which one's going to come out, but you've certainly added another guy to the mix. The offensive line and the run game have to be a part of it because none of it works without the other. And I, I just, I know Red Blacks fans are frustrated, but I'm frustrated too. And I need to see that Sean Burke understands all of it needs to be there for the for this team to work. And what's he going to do to make it? I, I I would say right now he needs to have like the number one or two best offensive line in the league. Period. I don't care what other people are doing. Your team has sucked for a long time. Not Sean Burke's team, but the Red Blacks yep. have sucked for a long time. And the way that that is going to fix is if you have a dominant offensive line on offense i mean like the defense is a whole other story yeah. but on offense a dominant offensive line where the quarterback the receivers and then even making sure that you can run the ball which they were able to run the ball a little bit last year mm-hmm. but until you have that the quarterback can't prove himself the wide receivers can't prove themselves and you know what we just go through the same i need to see it on the field that your offense is better because your quarterback has time to to work and do what he wants to do. He knows how to make his reads, but he's got two or three seconds to make his reads, which allows the receivers to get down the field, which allows these people to make sure that they are productive on offense. So it's, I'm, I'm going to wait and see. I think these moves, like I don't, the Addison one doesn't move the needle for me at all. The Dominique Grimes, I think he's a good receiver, but he better have time to throw the ball. And the Drew Brown one is a good one with a guy that I really think can prove himself, but he needs to be in a space where he can prove himself. Let me ask you one more thing here before I go. Okay. Um, are the Leafs changing their coach? I don't think so. Not. Okay. It's not, I'm, I'm gonna t- I'm it's gonna not to say that. it's not to say that they shouldn't necessarily. Like I have time for that discussion, but I don't think they will. Just gave him a new okay. contract, midseason, all that stuff. I think he gets to stay. Okay, I think Gerard Gallant's the coach. Wow. Early next week. Okay, that's interesting as well. I'm not sure it's okay. good, uh, but it's interesting. <laughs> so. Uh, no, I've I, I've, and I'm only going on kind of what. A bunch of people have told me. Okay. Um, I and look, I don't. I'm not saying he's a lot of sources just, there in Toscana on uh, on what Gerard Gallant is. Oh, oh, it's not Tuscany, it's <laughs> Toscana. Oh, look at you getting the Italian way. Uh, no, um, yeah, I, 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 I've just heard enough where I think he will be, um, but that doesn't mean he will. I, yeah. I don't. I'm not as plugged in as I used to be, uh, but. I do know that I've heard it enough to be able to say it to you that it it's I think on it's the possible. Table. Okay. All right. I well, think it's on the table. Well, we'll keep an eye out for that. I know we got to wrap up with you. Uh, you are off to Portugal next. Is this uh, like a, a beach couple of days here? Is this a sightseeing portion in uh, Portugal? What are, what are you doing there? Uh, uh, right now, two days in Lisbon coming up as a sightseeing downtown yeah. and then um, then going down to the Algarve for a couple of weeks. 
with the Algarve is like, I don't know, the beaches. I don't know how to describe it. A couple hours south of Lisbon where vacationers go. I don't want to call it the Florida of the United right. States because I don't know anything about the Algarve. But, but it's the resort it is, part. It's, it's the part where people go for a little sun, a little golf, um, you know, get away from the city. Oh, sorry. sorry. And see, now I'm being yelled at by by someone and I, I'm, pro- I'm in their way. I, I excuse her. Yeah, she's not happy with me at all. I'm, she's trying to clean and. Okay. Uh, well, that's where we'll wrap this up then. We'll, uh, no, the, the cleaners are coming. So, yeah, we'll, um, with, with that, I got to go, but it's off to, uh, Lisbon for a couple of days and down to the Algarve in Portugal. And that's probably where I'll check in with you next. All right. We'll, uh, we'll look forward to that. Keep your passport on you, Lever. And, uh, we'll, Good wrap, advice. we'll wrap Good this advice. one up here, everybody. Have yourselves a great weekend and we'll see you again on Monday for an all new episode of Tall Can Audio. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun, but now the time has come to go. If this silkong was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! <laughs> <laughs> Ugh.